I'm not like the biggest gamer mm. or whatever, but you know, it's getting up there. I've got like 20 fuck, games. Fuck, fuck, fuck the whole like, oh, I'm not a gamer. I don't yeah. like it's like, like you should, you should appreciate whatever, whatever you put into, you know, a piece, a piece of art or, 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 or you know, a medium that you enjoy, you know, fuck yeah. anyone who's like, oh, mobile gamers aren't gamers. They are gamers. They're just not at a higher, maybe fidelity or mental acuity. Hello, you're listening to the Passionless Podcast with me, George Morris. This is the show where each episode a guest and I have a little ramble about something that they're passionate about. My guest for this episode is Angus Ayling. He's a creative and games tester from Derby who, like pretty much everyone else I've asked, struggled to pick a topic he could go on about at length, but hey, we got there in the end. Still, he's one of my favourite people to talk to due to his inescapable energy and willingness to just dive headfirst into whatever crazy joke gets brought up, and over the course of our conversation, there were several instances where it became us just trying to make each other break. And, you know, that's a sign of a time well spent. Though it does take its toll during the editing process. Hey, Gus. Hello. How's it going? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah. I've actually had a bit of a, uh, how do you say, a bit of a shit week. My, my freezer broke today, uh, two days ago, excuse me. So, so uh, everything, I've chucked out all my food. Uh, and then I, I fell over at like three in the morning after shift, like yesterday. So I'm not having a good week, but I'm glad to be talking to you, man. Oh, thanks, man. I'm, you know, middling. how are you? How are you, more importantly? <laughs> Oh yeah, more importantly, I'm very well. <laughs> um, but you know, I've, I've got to do this talk today with some asshole about games or some shit. Oh, it's, you know. I bet he's a right dick. He probably really? loves the sound of his own voice. I, you know what? He does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so go on, then, Gus. Your your topic for the Passionist podcast. Uh, gaming. Yeah. Uh, I I friggin' love it. Um, it's. I, 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 <sighs> As, as weird as this sounds, like my mental health has, has been really bad with like my memory and like my, my passions. I, I get very um, dissuaded uh, by a lot, of, a lot of my hobbies and pastimes, but gaming is like the one constant. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of why I want to do gaming because I, I genuinely think like gaming can enrich pretty much everyone. And we're getting to a point where you know, anyone can play whether it's on their phone or with VR coming out soon. So, uh, m making a, a real comeuppance. Uh, so has gaming always been like a crutch for you, even when you were little? Cause I know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I, I, uh, I didn't have the best childhoods. Mm -hmm. Uh, so let's I go deep like... into that guys. <laughs> Let's go very deep. We're, we're, we're like yeah. a minute in. Let's go full should on. I, should I? Should I lean, lean back and <laughs> hold on? Um, no, yeah. I so I, I didn't really have a lot of uh, social interaction during like primary school and high school. Yeah. Um, so I would, you know, I would resort to video games. And as <laughs> as wrong as it sounds, like they they really did help me sort of, you know, zone out like 
a lot of bullshit, a lot of emotions that I didn't have labels or names for. And um, yeah, and, and I still love it. Like, you know, most people, maybe they'll go and sit down with like an album or, or a movie or TV show. Like I will happily like spend three or four hours just like diving myself into an RPG or, you know, a racing game or something like that. So really, I love it. I, yeah, I, I love it. And it, the interactive aspect of it is is different <clears throat> from something like you say. If they stick on an album or if they stick on a film, they are pretty much you're static whilst you're absorbing sure. these worlds. Yeah. Whereas games give not that I'm, not that I'm obviously input. hating on like yeah, other forms of media. Like, no, no, obviously media is great. We both studied it, um, so obviously we're biased. Uh, and I love I love listening to music. I love watching films and shit like that. But yeah, like ninety percent of the things that I got for Christmas, uh, humble brag. Ninety percent of the things I got for Christmas, I will like video brag. games. Ninety <laughs> percent of the things. If you got two things for Christmas, <laughs> that'd be a weird percentage of like half of the disc was sawed in half I got you 40% like game I got you 40% of, of the DLC for the Witcher 3 Gus <laughs> oh wow well, thanks yeah cool so you work professionally in the gaming industry now mm-hmm. and you have done for a couple of years now nearly has, two years yeah. yeah has that changed your relationship with it um yeah but not in the way that I expected. I um, I don't know if you'll say this at the start, but I'm a game tester at Rockstar Lincoln. Mm-hmm. So it's the position isn't as creative as necessarily I would like to be or where I want to be in the future, but it definitely has, it's deepened my appreciation for how games are made and particularly like Rockstar's titles. They're very, you know, they're very, they're, they're incredibly deep and have so many different systems and so many different you know avenues that you can play as or or do play styles that you can play as um like before i started the job i wasn't really gaming as much Mm. going back to like you know a dip in sort of my mental health i you know i didn't really have the energy to even (laughs) press on on the playstation um which you know it sounds stupid but sometimes you know sometimes like my mental health is is that bad yeah and uh but with this job you know it it really reignited my my passion for games and something that i was you know turning my back on and just not really engaging with now it's (laughs) like a majority of my free time is games and majority (laughs) of my professional time is games so um i look at screens probably 10 hours a day um is that bad? Is that is that unhealthy? You know, what? I was expecting you to say more. If I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, let's go back then. So, where did it start? What What was the first console? What was the first game you remember obsessing over? That kind of thing. Oh, uh, <clears throat> first game. See, I have two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lego Racer which was amazing. Yes. Did you play Lego Racer? I did. Yeah, where yeah. You, you, you'd build your own car um, and you'd, you'd, you know, 
race against all these different like levels and areas like the jungle and like the Sahara. And then at the end you raced against, um, I think his name was Rocket Racer. And he was like, he was mad OP. He like, he, he would fucking go for miles and win. Um, but yeah, I just remember playing on like a Windows 95, Windows 97 machine and just really enjoying it. Even though there was no interaction from, you know, obviously no multiplayer, so no interaction from the outside world. Yeah. Um, and, and it's like pretty bare bones, like by today's standards, obviously, but I really enjoyed that shit. Um, what else? Oh, RuneScape. Of course, <laughs> of course. Which is, uh, yeah, which is still going, which I, I find amazing. Um, uh, yeah, I, I used to love just coming back from school and like talking to some of my friends on there you know hitting up the grand exchange exchanging all of like my my salmon or some shit um and i wasn't very good at it and i didn't really have the patience for it but i i just loved that feeling of community and how accessible it was at the time uh well still is actually yeah uh yeah fucking fantastic game Mwah. chef's kiss on that for that like 13 14 years <clears throat> later we're still very close friends with multiple people who still commit <laughs> yeah. days to runescape i love it i love the hustle i uh it's made me kind of think i should get back into it but my oh my backlog of games is just i have far too many games george and i i know that there's some games i will never play even though i want to play them and that makes yeah. me very sad it makes yeah. me incredibly sad um so both of those were pc so were you not when did you first get console i i want to say it was 2006 2007 that's later than i was expecting yeah so i i um i would borrow like my my dad and my stepdad's like xbox or, or n64 um or like my PS1 and, and like I would get games like at car boot sales or whatever. Yeah. But the first time that I actually had a console was um was my Xbox 360. That was like the first time that I properly played online with someone. And I remember I played with someone from America uh on Halo 3. Uh and I can still remember the map. I can't remember the name, but I can remember the map. I can remember where I was in the map when I genuinely had that sort of Eureka moment of holy shit, this is like... This is happening now. This is, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm interacting with someone I'm never going to meet Yeah. Uh, from a country I've never been to. And yet I'm having a great time. And we're just playing playing some video games. It's, it was awesome. Um, and yeah, from that, that point on, I was just hooked. And I would just play on my Xbox pretty much every day, like for a good like two years after that, if not more. Um, and I still have it. Just chilling. Just boot it up every once in a while, you know. I remember you brought it to to uni with you in 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 the fourth year, and you set up the little in the garage your Xbox station. I did with all I of did. your games, and I remember walking in and just going, "This is cool. This is a cool area, Gus." <laughs> See, I, it was it was very it was very um, what's the word? Not reductive. It like people would go oh cool and then not use it like harry used it more than me to play poker on red dead redemption one <laughs> like wow. i barely played it um but yeah no it was i mean you know we had power um out to that little outbuilding and it was good to you know chill and just play play a few like old school games and stuff you said um, like old school is in like 
360 games. Like, I remember you. Right. Yeah, like Alan Wake, that holes. Oh, oh, you're getting me going, George. It's Alan Wake. Well, I, need, I, need, I need some water if we're going to talk about Alan Wake. Hold <laughs> <Yeah>. on. <laughs> you need to replace all the stuff that's drooling out your mouth. Um, Alan Wake is one of my favorite games of all time. Um, and I'm not like a big fan of uh, like a lot of its source material or, or what it was inspired by. Um, so Silent Hill and all that. Yeah. So for those who, who maybe aren't aware, Alan Wake is um, a psychological third person action adventure with a few horror elements in. Yeah. Um, heavily inspired by Silent Hill, Twin Peaks, um, Stephen King novels as well. And it kind of tells the story of this writer, Alan Wake. He's kind of this Dan Brown, um, yes, yeah, Stephen King figure who's quite, quite got quite a cult following. He goes to this um, this city, this town called Bright Falls. It's real secluded, real nice and airy, mm-hmm. and uh, some weird shit starts happening. And then he realizes, you know, there's more evil, evil murmurings evil evil stuff going on around the around the town um and yeah it just it just really blew me away when i played it it had such a great pace to the story um the gameplay oh the gameplay was amazing it was really cool because it 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 focused on um this idea of light and darkness because as part of the story um your wife alice is uh afraid of the dark so you're throughout this like game you're trying to like fight off these enemies that are, are, are residents of the town like engulfed by darkness essentially and you're using your flashlight to like dim down their darkness and then shoot them with a pistol and stuff um yeah just really really fun um and it and it feels like an old school remedy game who made like max Payne and uh, and the like so it, you know it's got a really cool old school feel to it even when it first released uh as i say i've got like 50 games on my backlog to play that's yeah. not even an exaggeration so uh between like my my games on my steam and epic account and like on my ps4 and hopefully things cross my ps5 if i get one <laughs> um <laughs> that's and that's the, a whole the free games they're chucking at us at the moment are ridiculous they're oh just my, adding oh on to the backlog right How, Nine-year-old me would lose his shit every time they dropped a free game if that happened back then. Yeah. Like the fact that that Epic were giving a game a free game every day, including things like Alien Isolation, Defense Grid, you know, really great, well well acclaimed titles. Alien GTA Five they gave away. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it, it blows my mind, but it's such a clever marketing strategy, especially for Epic. Um, to get them to get people you know maybe who a bit wary and you know yeah. are more used to like playing on steam uh to get them onto the onto their their launcher for sure yeah um ah oh, man alien isolation can we talk about alien isolation for of course for a let's, let's... have you played that have you i played have alien? i um i had it it was the first ps4 game i got i actually got given it um from a friend he bought a ps4 before me and he got Alien Isolation, and he's terrified of Alien. He loves it, but he is, he's very <laughs> conscious of the fact that he can't handle Understandable. it. Understandable. Yeah. yeah. And he bought it, and he played it for, I don't know, maybe a day, and then gave it to me, even though I didn't have a PS4 yet. So it was like sitting there 
inspiring oh, wow. me going you need to buy a ps4 yeah. now yeah so i did eventually and was then... that was that the reason or was it like a, it was it was a bunch of other things i imagine it was a bunch like, of other things PS4. yeah it was in between first and second year of uni that i got right. my ps4 right um what what difficulty did you play isolation on did you I, play on normal or hard i played it on normal um purely because i had played <laughs> all right all right i scoff at that sir. <laughs> purely because i played it at my mate's house when he was attempting it and i'm not very good at horror games i love horror everything else and i do love horror games but i'm very bad at them because it's the mm. only form of medium like it's the only medium that genuinely scares the shit out of me yeah because, because the, that the, designers are tr- the designers are out to like get like actively fuck with you yeah and and they can i think they can make actual influences on how you're playing or where what's going to happen next you know yeah yeah definitely definitely and so i I tried playing it couldn't do it gave up for maybe two years or something and then in second year i don't know if you remember this gus i brought my playstation 4 to 164 in lincoln and i can't remember if we had been on a night out or something or if we'd been drinking but all of us kind of there's like six of us in a dark room in the middle of the night and we were watching me play alien isolation <laughs> and you fell asleep right <laughs> did i you, did. Oh, shit. you fell asleep and everyone else was just like on the edge of their seat and there's a bit like if you've played the game you know there's these creepy androids that follow you around and stalk you and all that rubbish oh um, yeah it was specifically the bit where you go, you can hide in lockers, so I hid in a locker. And in the locker, you're like, oh, you're safe. You're fine, you know, whatever. <laughs> and for some fucking reason, this android cunt just goes, no, I'm going to open the locker and chuck him out. Yeah. It came so quickly, and all six of us just, like, screamed, and woke you up. <laughs> and you were just like, oh, man, what the fuck? That's so scary. <laughs> like, trying to pretend you had been awake the whole time. I'm so glad you could tell me this now because I do not remember that. Oh man, I must have been absolutely trolleyed. But Jesus. I, do, I see uh, on your PlayStation account, obviously, you, what you've been getting up to recently. So mm. I've seen you, you've completed Alien Isolation. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, yeah. For, for all the, the negative uh, outcomes of lockdown, one of the positives is, is just being able to play through my backlog and literally just zone out for six hours so yeah that was that was uh top of the list for sure yeah um oh it's such a good game like the ai design of the xenomorph um and the androids as well like you like i i i have this thing right now where this is a bit of a tangent but i have this thing with my with my backlog where if i play through it unless I absolutely feel necessary to like complete all the little missions or whatever, yeah. once I complete it, I don't want to go back to it or I don't want to, you know, replay it or play it on a harder difficulty. But with Alien Isolation, I felt like it was necessary because I really wanted to to, to feel that genuine sense of fear and kind of dive headfirst into it. Yeah. And I'm so glad I did. Um, it, uh, it's such a well-made game. And the story is pretty good as well. Um, the story's great. And I'm not a big fan of the Alien films. I've only seen the first one, I think, okay. uh, which is which is bad. Isn't the second one meant to be better? It is preference. Uh, the second right. one's more of an action. Right. Is is the second one where uh, she's in the mech? 
Yes. And she's like, Get right, away from right, her, yeah. you bitch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the second one. Um, but oh yeah, it's. I mean, the 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 game itself it takes place um, on the Nostromo, and you play as like the the daughter of yeah, Ellen's daughter. Um, yeah. Ah, uh, oh, it's just such a good game. Uh, and I'm glad you told me about that memory now because fuck, I, that sounds totally <laughs> like me. Just like pretending to be like, oh, that's scared. <laughs> it's one of the oh. most fulfilling games I've ever played because I went back to it during Masters mm. and I, I brought my PlayStation 4 into the living room. So it was almost a way of, because it's in the living room, other people will be around me. So I can't be a pussy and wimp out at Alien For sure. in front of people, you know? Oh yeah, totally. I... I uh, yeah, I wish I had someone to to watch me or <laughs> sit by yeah. me like for a lot of the portions of that game. But it's a good point you raise actually about like games not only being like an interactive medium, but like vis like visually like watching it with other people. Yeah. Uh, something I didn't have, I didn't really get the experience of quite a lot when I was younger, but more during uni with with you, with Josh, with everyone like playing games and stuff watching other people play games is it's like so such fun. it's so fun it's so great i mean obviously twitch is a major thing now yep. um and you know when we were younger it wasn't really as as viable of a career or viable as a as a medium to watch but uh yeah i love watching you know people just sort of get really scared at horror games yeah or um racing games especially like absolutely fucking owning themselves or some shit yeah i've sometimes got more out of watching someone play a game i've already played and seeing them experience it than mm. anything else like watching josh play the last of us incrementally oh wow was amazing it yeah was, it was so That's entertaining meant to be really made again on my backlog <laughs> so yeah. i haven't played that um but that's got that's meant to be like an amazing story no it's Is that so the first one? yeah the first one is so good right Oh man! And then obviously, I really want to play it now. <laughs> can we just like, can we just stop this podcast for a second and like just stream me playing? And then you could just be like, "Wow, good move." <laughs> the backlogs are getting so like my backlogs also get. I'm not like the biggest gamer mm. or whatever, but you know it's getting up there. I've got like twenty well, fuck, games. Fuck, fuck, fuck the whole like. Oh, I'm not a gamer. I don't yeah. like this. Like, like you should you should appreciate whatever whatever you put into you know a piece a piece of art or 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 or, or you know a medium that you enjoy you know fuck yeah. anyone who's like oh mobile gamers aren't gamers they are gamers they're just not at a higher maybe fidelity or mental acuity <laughs> that, oh, <fuck> you. <laughs> that you that you they just may, they just might lack the iq and the, the higher they, brain they density just, required for might, dark souls they just might not understand bloodborne okay <laughs> they just might not understand it oh man bloodborne is so hard i really i i is that your current? no 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 i stopped i played for two hours um no i can't do that because uh actually uh shout out josh from the last episode he was like uh <laughs> i totally just did a host thing what the fuck i shouldn't do that it's um, <laughs> <laughs> cool it means you actually listen to it gus yeah yeah not in preparation for this at all this episode um, is brought to you by the previous episode of the podcast <laughs> um what was i saying oh yeah he was like oh you should totally play bloodborne 
mm. is like one of my favorite games. And I, I like, I, I just couldn't, I just couldn't deal with it, man. I, I was really struggling with, you know, you're meant to like just duck all the time and, and like dodge. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not the one, of, I'm not a good, I'm not one of the best players. I'm, I'm a lot like you in the fact that I'm not very good at games. I enjoy games a lot and so I'm, I'm okay at certain types of games or certain specific games. What would you, what would you say you, you are good at? Like types of games? I don't know. Uh, Golf? <laughs> Do you know what I did get specifically before they brought in the wank mechanic of Tiger Woods 10 you know <laughs> 09 PGA 09 you know that's my peak you know um, but I, I third person action is fairly okay. generic and you know the most standard <clears throat> almost now but you know I'm, I'm big into the, the Uncharted series and I'm, I'm big into Things like that. Controls oh, is my currently most wanted to play. It is the next thing on my playlist. Oh, that's that's in my backlog. I'm waiting to just get into that because I hear the frames aren't too good on uh, base consoles. So I'm low key kind of hoping for like a PS5 if I can if I can mm. source the stock because that's like rarer than gold at the minute. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh man, Control looks insane. Like the story and the the mechanics going on that. And it's got Alan Wake in it. I mean, spo- well, it's not really a spoiler, is it? I mean, it's, adver- it's advertised it's the, as the Alan Wake yeah. DLC or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was so hyped when that when that uh, got announced. I mean, I haven't looked at any of the story or details, but no, no, me neither. Oh, I love Alan Wake. Did you did you play Alan Wake? Did you say? Before? I didn't know because it was a Microsoft exclusive, and I never right. had an Xbox. You PlayStation? A, I was a PlayStation boy. slash Nintendo boy <laughs> slash other <laughs> slash other you know the you know the other two out of the three <laughs> you know that was my uh, niche bag you know i just liked the majority <laughs> so you're saying racing would be your genre or yeah choice, yeah right um yeah like in terms of competitive mm-hmm. uh if that like if there's any sort of racing aspect to a game I'm a hundred percent on it. And I, you know, I'd love to be the the driver in a GTA heist. Just because it feels like I'm playing like a video game version of the movie Drive or some shit or Baby <laughs> Driver. I love that shit. Yeah. Does <sighs> realism come into it with you? Oh, you not, are you not big into driving sims? And... Um yeah, so I got a wheel uh like a year ago and and i've just been playing like f1 2020 uh gt sport and yeah it's it's kind of like the step up from well not so much in that regard but it's it's like a step up from playing normal games to vr like playing game like racing games on a pad to playing them on a wheel is like it's it's such a more rewarding experience because you genuinely get a feel of the car and you know you've got the force feedback and you feel like the oversteer understeer of the car it's insane but um to answer your question about realism like not not like i need it like i think people are particularly when we grew up and modern warfare 2 call of duty modern warfare 2 was the rage there, there was quite a bit of focus on realism and and more grounded sort of source material and and, and stories and stuff yeah I, I, luckily like we're not getting to that as much now with things like Fortnite, apex legends um and other games as well um but no like racing games in particular like i play 
Trackmania like quite a lot. And that is a very unrealistic game. But man, is it such a well-designed, you know, intuitive game with, with such a learning curve. But it's, it's so rewarding when you finish a track it's, with gold or something. It's one of those games where I've never been so quick to experience the... You have that moment, don't you, where it's almost like you're not focusing on the game and mm. you're thinking about something else and your fingers and your mind is just automatically doing whatever it is. And I remember a very specific moment in Trackmania I was doing something that I was really struggling with for like an hour and then I wasn't thinking about it and then I just got the, the green medal or the, right. the top oh, medal the, figures. Oh, the um, Trackmaster medal. Yeah. 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 And it, it just clicked. And I the moment I realised that I was doing that well, I stopped doing that well. And I was like, oh, I've lost it. Absolutely. Oops. The flow is, um, it's, it's a really, it's a really cool feeling to, uh, to have, like when you get into the flow, particularly like the three lap tracks mm-hmm. in Trackmania, in Trackmania Turbo, um, you get into such a rhythm and I like, I don't know, maybe it's like another level of escapism to me. Like I'm playing game, but I'm also like I'm getting to that level of flow where I'm, you know, it's just me and the car and I'm just trying to find the the, the optimal line. Um, yeah. Oh, man. We need to play some Trapmania right I, now. I, I do prefer, <laughs> I prefer arcade races personally. Totally. Stuff yeah, like that, yeah, yeah. Uh, on, on Rush. Uh, oh my days right i need some more water because that's got me thirsty again right hold on we can always tell when gus has heard a game he likes oh it ah oh, it's such a well-designed game that so good it's just pure fun isn't it it's it's cut the bullshit get straight to this right. is ridiculous this is so silly it's it's crazy yeah to to explain <clears throat> oh excuse me to explain like what kind of game it is i would say it's um it, it, it's an arcade racer similar to maybe motorstorm if if um folks are more familiar with, with that but with elements of like overwatch and abilities and different classes of of cars and then you've got like a bit of burnout thrown in because you get to like take down other cars and like yeah. ai cars as well and there's different game modes there's like capture the flag and deathmatch and shit ah oh. Man, and and it really disappoints me. It was made by Codemasters, so it really disappointed me that the player base just really wasn't there. No. And for a company such as Codemasters that make F1 games and dirt games almost exclusively, for them to branch out with something like that and for it to flop is it's it's such a it's such a waste, such a waste of talent on there because I I I love the game so much. There's a weirdly small market for arcade races it seems because do you remember i don't know if you played them there were two racing games that came out i'm pretty <clears> sure possibly even in the same week on the <clears> 360 and the ps3 there were blur and split second oh, wow velocity oh wow okay did you ever play blur, them blur was project goth uh no what were they called bizarre creations creations the people that made Project Gotham Racing yeah. made Blur, and it got it got some good press. I I I wasn't really too into it um, at the time, but Split Second, holy shit, man, Disney that game was fun as well. That, yeah, man, that game was fun. I mean, I remember just like because uh, I didn't play the online or whatever. Again, like not many people were playing 
playing yeah. on servers. But just the story and the setup of like you're you're racing in this like reality TV show that like goes through these abandoned power plants and and shopping malls and whatever, and you set these traps to like take down players and you can go through shortcuts and you 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 know you'll get like two seconds advantage but you might get crushed by this massive like yeah. pillar or something. Um, oh what I, and like the story like genuinely like the progression from the first few races to the to the very final one, like it felt really smooth and really cohesive. Uh, yeah. It's oh, the closest man. thing to burnout, I think, since burnout. Definitely. I, not definitely. even Burnout Paradise, I think, got the same level of intensity that Split Second got. Right. Burnout Revenge for me, um, I, oh, I would just... I was just like, like boss that game straight after after high school. And like play uh what was it called crash i think it was just called crash the uh mode where you you would uh get like a like a minivan or like a bus and you go up a ramp and then you crash into an intersection how much you could get yeah yeah and how much damage yeah 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 yeah, yeah. oh like that's like that's it that's my fantasy from when i was three years old i would do that with like hot wheels yeah have that in a game that shit is amazing um, and I still think back to it and I'm like, man, why can't they just bring that back? Why can't they just bring back a crashing simulator, but like with intersections and money and shit? One thing yeah. I think about now, because if you're gaming, like especially console journey didn't really start until the 360, you kind of missed out on the big bulk of couch co-op. <clears throat> and, oh, yeah. You know, the thrill yeah, of I... having mates round and, and you know, playing yeah two player yeah. or four player whatever just in the same room as the people that you're yeah. playing with and I, I tried getting my uh my sister to join in but she wasn't having any of it <laughs> whenever i tried um maybe other people have tried that as well getting like siblings who aren't interested in games yeah. into games can sometimes be really hard especially back then um yeah no i i <laughs> i would just play with ai and still get like a fun experience like one of my my favorite times from like playing games back then would be playing like 13 XIII, mm-hmm. um, playing that like with AI bots on like one specific map and like messing around with the, the AI difficulties. And like, yeah, it wasn't with other people, but I was still enjoying it, you know? And that's, yeah. that's the main thing. Some of that, some of those are some of my best gaming memories are from really? moments like that, playing like time splitters with a bunch of people. oh yeah but i play that by myself <laughs> <laughs> i mean you got a little no, bit, but, a I bit. Still, but i still like i can still that's what's amazing right i can still relate to you with that even though i didn't play with anyone yeah. i can still have a conversation like this and be like oh yeah that was really cool and you know go back to it and still pl- and you know still know the controls to play against people i might not be good mm. i might not be good because i'm used to the ai being shit but that's that's the concession i make when uh, I remember when you came around uh, and you showed me Rocket League for the first time, and I'd never oh, yeah. played it, and we played uh, we played that weird map that's like a U shape, and it's um, it's like a it's like a uh, oh, what's the word like a like a, a half pipe, but it was like a, a, a full U shape, and we had to yeah. get it to either of our goals, and I was so shit, I was so bad at that man, but just the just the enjoyment of like occasionally getting like a few goals here and there and like pissing about like 
yeah, it, it was amazing. It was so cool. And nice. then I never played it. For me, indie games started as the the stuff you'd find on PlayStation Store or the the digital XBLA. only. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. How about you? Um, yeah, I, I, I uh, during I think high school, I I started trying to become a video game writer, okay. like a reviewer of some of some kind, and like. I only had it for like a month and then I had to do exams and I totally like forgot to like send emails and stuff. So like I got locked out of the site. <laughs> it's not good. Not my proudest moment. Um, and uh, I, like one of one of my my jobs was to review Xbox Live uh, indie games. So so just below arcade games, these were indie games like specifically for people who didn't have a publisher. So self-published games. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like I think like especially uh now with like steam early access and stuff you can you can see like really great interesting perspectives and narratives from from games um just this christmas uh, i've like been pouring through you know as many indie games as possible because again backlog is backlog is so massive so uh yeah so i worked through uh cave story plus uh which um is quite like quite high up one because you know a lot of people talk about that and that was really enjoyable. Yeah. Um, Untitled Goose Game, which oh, is yeah. which is a really like niche kind of design and subject, but it, it, it in its own right, it's it's a it's a, such a well crafted game. Played a game called Creepy Tale, that was kind of cool. That was like very grim, Brothers Grim, and like Limbo, but with like some logic puzzles. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like my, my first instance was like XBLA games. So th- games like Comic Jumper, Explosion Man, um, Trials HD. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, good shit. And uh, yeah, like ever since I was, you know, from that age, I always wanted to play smaller games because I could see the the potential of like the stories that they're going to tell or, the, or like the... the the uniqueness of, of the games that they could make. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I wasn't like, I, I would play Call of Duty. I would play Battlefield, but I never really, you know, as, as time grew on, like I would prefer more story and narrative based games. You know, I play Alan Wake any day of the week over, you know, playing, you know, a few multiplayer games, Call of Duty. And I'm still kind of like that. You know, I, I still prefer to find a really good story based game than like, a competitive game that's just who i am but you know times they could be a changing i could become a massive call of duty head in like the next year who knows so on on the subject of like online like multiplayer games and stuff like i've never apart from like runescape i've never really gone into mmos um you know quite a few of our friends like they were big on the world of warcraft type yes um and that, and, and you know that I'm sure, like, maybe now, like, I could get into something like that, but I'd much rather, you know, if it was, like, 20 or 30 hours of investing it in an MMO, I'd much rather play two or three 10-hour games and, like, have very different experiences and art styles and game mechanics, like, and trying out all those different things. Um, I prefer the smorgasbord of, like, 
a whole different selection of games and then commit myself to one game, I suppose. Yeah, I know. I, I feel the same way. Are you a completionist at all? Is there any bit of you that, you know, likes... A part, a part of me wants, a part of me wants to so bad. Um, I recently, um, I recently played God of War, the, the, the reboot God of War. I saw uh, which you got is platinum, ins- didn't you? Nearly, nearly. Nearly a platinum. Um, but as testament at how good that game is, you know, I, I just wanted to um, do certain things in the game. I wanted to beat these like mini bosses called Valkyries and, you know, whatever. Um, and I got to, like, I got to a point where I was like two, or th- I'm like two or three trophies away from platinum yet. And it wouldn't take me that long to, to, to get the platinum. But I, I've I've kind of made it a rule in myself. Like I need to play something else. Like I, I've got so many games to get through. I've really enjoyed my game, my my time with God of War. Um, but like, yeah, I've just fully like accepted I'm never gonna get a platinum like for the rest of my life because I tried to do it when I was playing Xbox 360. I tried to get like max gamer score and like you know boost it like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I just wasn't enjoying like playing games for that sole reason. A part of me wants to. A part of me wants to like, you know, go through an RPG with like ten side missions before doing another main quest. Um, that's just who I am. That's just like my distracted, you know, brain at times. Where I feel yeah. like, oh, this is cool. Oh, this is. And games are great for that, especially RPGs. Um, but I've got, you know, I've got to draw a line somewhere. Otherwise, I'll never get, you know half the stuff that i've got to play through done i mean it it definitely feels like there's there's more um maybe not divide is the right word but it's definitely like pushing outwards on either spectrum of like really small games like minute games and massive games and budgets are only going up i think the the you know the release of cyberpunk kind of attests to that that you know that's had a you know that's been in development for ages and and it made its money back off digital pre-orders alone you know yeah. it's a massive game um especially when we grew up that was kind of a, a kind of a sweet spot for like mid-tier games mid-tier in terms of like budget and um you know scope and whatever um but pc gaming is is really really great for that and that's you know one of the reasons why i really want to build a, you know a pc at some point because pc gaming it has that accessibility and it has that um, you can foster these like m- small to medium sized groups of, 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 of communities that like really enjoy the game and, and really, you know, fuck with it. Um, Some of my favorite games were like the mid tier stuff that would come out at a slightly reduced price and they wouldn't get like the attention or something like okay. that. Things like Vanquish. Well, like- Oh wow! Did you ever play Vanquish? That's a, I've never played it, but it was very intriguing. Because um, that was that was platinum, platinum games, platinum games that did Bayonetta, Bayonetta and uh, other games. <laughs> <laughs> they made other games and Bayonetta too. They did. Uh, <laughs> do you know what else they did? They did Mad World on the Wii. Oh wow! Now that I want to get a Wii and play that because that looks like such a cool art style. That was such a good game. I right. There was like a trio of like hard R games that were released on the Wii, and when they came out, I was like, because I used to buy uh, Nintendo magazine every month. Um, oh wow! For like two or three years, and this mm. was like from when the Wii came out to 
you know late into the Wii's lifestyle right and Mad World came out House of the Dead Overkill came out oh shit I never played that man and that's that looks really dope that looks really cool because I was big into two and three yeah and I would I would even play on the Wii you know I had that I had that bundle so that looked really sick actually it was, it's great grindhouse aesthetic and the fucking right the one of the bosses was like a giant woman who was giving birth to zombies as you were fighting her and it was very oh, visceral no. and i was like this is great this is on the wii like <laughs> yeah this has wii sports on the yeah. same system yeah there was a dead space um, first person on rails shooter as well on the wii oh yeah dead space Mate, extraction. You're, you're, you're bringing back some awesome like throwbacks that i haven't thought about in years holy shit uh, well uh, speaking of dead space if you if, don't mind me interrupting no, go um Dead Space is another one of those series that I've I've never played, and like it's there as like a as like a, a again in my backlog. But it, I'm really worried I'm never going to play them because it you know it, it was really significant when it came out. You know the dismemberment sort of mechanic, yeah, yeah, of yeah. dismembering the the um, the enemies and whatever. And he's got um, the creator I can't remember his name, but he's got a new game coming to Which the is a next lot gen. like Dead Space, right? So next couple of years i'll i'll get around to it maybe this is the thing though that all those games from our teenage years are now to the point where the developers uh either you know the companies behind them haven't been like successful in translating them to sequels so the developers are going off and doing the offshoots which are technically Mm. sequels or or spiritual sequels yeah yeah yeah, back for blood is a spiritual successor to left for dead It looks mm. identical. And I, do you know what? It's now on the PlayStation, so I can play it, you know? Yeah. I could yeah, finally totally. play Left 4 Dead. Finally. Totally. Um, same thing with uh, uh, Ken Levine, who made uh, the Bioshock series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is amazing. If anyone's listening who's never played Bioshock, play Bioshock. It's so good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's so good. That was um, a recent play for me fairly recent same right? no same yeah. yeah yeah absolutely what the first one the second one uh i i played the first one when it was originally out uh the second and third were recent for me i got them on the oh uh, nice oh in the ps plus yeah 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 so um i'm i i played infinite when that came out uh but yeah one and two i just never played because um going back to like being really scared of games i would play the first boss in one which mm. is like this this plastic surgeon and there were certain lines that genuinely kept me up at night so like when he's like this one's not symmetrical this one's face sags this and like he's he's pointing at these like dismembered people yeah like hung up in this like weird mural and you have to be there and be like well i'm gonna shoot you and (laughs) it would happen and i was like oh this game's really fucked for my 10 year old brain (laughs) like i'm not playing this Or, or however old i was um but yeah i played it recently and it still holds up amazingly um it still has that great sense of 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 world world design um and level design oh barshock is amazing but yeah i need to replay infinite were you still scared um what playing the first one yeah like Um, the stuff you hadn't seen already it was yeah oh yeah it was it was very creepy but um i think the 
the mechanics and like the I don't know maybe it's just because I because maybe I'm I'm more mature in like my gaming and and general um I I can kind of detach myself from it a bit more because it's not like a uh, an intense horror game I would say no you know it still has action adventure it's not like amnesia or or the like um so yeah it, it was still creepy definitely but um I was more like like taken aback by the, the the characters and like the audio logs which have such such great voice actor acting performances yeah um yeah oh so good i i'll have to i'll have to play bioshock infinite soon for sure um but there's no time <laughs> there's no time because we live in an attention economy where your attention is worth more than more than it used to <sighs> After listening to Josh like rant about you know nostalgia, I feel in a similar mood about attention economy and games and stuff and and films and TV and shit. You know, there's tons of stuff that I haven't consumed. Do you think the the presence of VR as it is at the moment and the promise Ooh, of VR? Yes, yeah, so let's talk about future, VR. Yeah. Hells yeah. How do you think that will affect it? Uh, what affect streaming or affect generally? Uh, let's go streaming first because at the moment VR is still seen as kind of it's it's for the rich. It's seen as for the rich still. Right. Games well, like the Quest, the Quest Two is kind of broken that down with its yeah. like insane price point and whatever. And, you know, definitely. Um, in terms of streaming, like streaming services and and streaming exclusivity. Uh, it's hard to, it's hard to judge i think if we could get to the point where we can um let's say do like kind of samsung gear vr and have like phones that have such good proprietary hardware that we can slot them into head into headsets mm-hmm. and they become fully fledged like more with more fidelity than like samsung gear vr i mean they they still like do the job for 360 video of course but yeah like able to have you know uh connectability with proper vr controls um i think then we could definitely see like you know with with better internet speeds all around the world we could definitely see like you streaming a game to your phone through a headset and then you're just playing wireless and then it just becomes ready player one you know and you've got to fight for your right to game um random tangent but yeah uh what was i gonna say oh yeah oh yeah vr um i in terms of vr at large there's it's hard for me to say because i I, i've not i've had very limited experiences with the vr which um kind of in a way goes to show how it's you know i love gaming and i'd love to get myself a headset but it's still just at that point where you know the quest 2 it's affordable and i could get one but you can't access all of the titles that you want to play or it doesn't Half-Life have Alex. well exactly or it doesn't have the fidelity or it doesn't have the the catalog to have these like genuine like insane enriching experiences um yeah i, I think it, it it's only go it can only go up for sure um i think maybe we'll see more of like vr arcades i mean not i mean there already is but like proper vr arcades like at the airport and you can just like put on a headset and you're playing like house of the dead eight or whatever and 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 you're just like you're and you 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 spend like 
point zero two of a bitcoin to like play like 10 hours not 10 hours jesus 10 hours of this game and you're just (laughs) are you trying to cram as many future references into this hypothetical as possible Uh, and then you get picked up by your self-driving car um and you uh take off your google glass and then it's all the dream (laughs) it's all the dream (laughs) Uh, and then it's the 1980s and none of this happened going back to the 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 whole cyclical thing of the uh, different ways the the entertainment industries are going thank you Um, (laughs) I noticed you used smorgasbord earlier very well (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. Why don't you rub you know, that brain of mine a little more? Just tip tipping, my, hat tipping my hat to you, sir. <laughs> tipping your beanie to me. <laughs> and um, it's almost like we're so entrenched in the the getting the platforms up and the you know the the technology to play these things up that we're mm. missing the killer app. You know, the the game that's gonna drag people in. So that when the PS2 came out, there were games that you go. I want that game, so I'm going to mm. get PS2. Now mm. it's I want VR. So I, I, I want to play Half Life Alex. So I'm going to that's, get VR. Well, that's the closest there is, though, isn't it? In VR. Yeah, definitely. So definitely. far. Well, that's that's how they they marked it as well. They I I think I remember them bundling Half Life Alex with indexes, which is um, for those unaware, like that's like the the highest end of VR headsets. Oh yeah. Um, I think the index also has like straps that go on your palms so it can track individual fingers within the controllers so you have way more fidelity um i think once we get a headset that's like 199 for the same fidelity that we get for 299 now yeah um or even more so uh yeah i think that will really really take on another edge and uh you know i i i think that we could get there within the next two or three years for sure um, but it, you are right. We do need like this killer app, like Half Life Alex, but for everyone, like a yeah. Fortnite in like a Fortnite level like game that has mass appeal, but everyone can play. Yeah. Um, you could argue maybe like Beat Saber is that game. Um, yeah. Because that is extremely um, it's easy to play. You know, it's quite intuitive. You just move your hands and use sabers in time with the song, but. Beat Saber come, has solved like the same identity as Wii Sports did when the Wii came out. You know, I feel mm. like every VR console should come with a copy of Beat Saber to kind of, you know, this a lot is do. it. A lot, uh, quite a few do, I think. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, totally. I mean, Wii Sports is insane because of how many Wiis sold. So, like, so it's technically one of the highest selling games of all time, right? Um, and that did, I mean, thinking back, that did a great, um, a great service to to the industry to show the mass market at large, like, hey, motion controls are a thing. Like, it's hey, not just grandma, a gimmick. It's, grandma, yeah, you can play, play some games. Bowling. Yeah. Um, oh man, that was a that was a nice moment in history. I I felt like that it was, was cool. There's that, and then there's Pokemon Go, which are like two of the most pure moments in like recent memory. For oh, games. yeah, I've been like, oh, these are this is changing the world for the better, yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. You know, although, are you enjoying it 
as you should or is the nostalgia forcing you to think that you should enjoy it i don't know oh <laughs> existentialism <laughs> oh my god but but this is an unprecedented unprecedented time to release a console yes um, and uh, xbox they were originally going to um microsoft were originally going to release halo infinite oh yeah a launch title but then it got delayed so um certainly I, i'm not sure on on sony's side like whether they had something planned um but def like we're in like one of the few console generations now where it genuinely looks like the crossover point is is pretty large yeah, yeah like i could see this going on for at least another two years um obviously depending on like world circumstance and you know everything like that um but i remember like people going from xbox to xbox 360 fairly quickly and then subsequent games on the original xbox not being produced because everyone's like moving over and that's where the money is yeah, yeah. um you know now we're getting like games on two generations of consoles because people are playing it on ps4 I still find it mad. Like people are playing on PS4, then they get a PS5, and then they can upgrade to a PS5 version. Like that's a cool, like that works. It's a good f- oh, to yeah, show you're loyal to your pro, consumer. Pro consumer, yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I I do get what you mean, though. It is it is bizarre, you know, thinking about console generation release now compared to before. You know, when Xbox, you know, it had Perfect Dark Zero, mm. um, it had Banjo Kazooie. You know, it had a, a launch. It had a launch lineup let alone, yeah. you know, a handful of games. Um, so it is, it is different, but, you know, it, it's just because the market is different yeah. and people, you know, consume games differently. And, and um, you know, back then you wouldn't suggest, unless it was like, you know, Nintendo with the Wii and the GameCube being backwards compatible, you wouldn't suggest that the 360 would be compatible, uh, backwards compatible. Um and that was a big deal for the PS3 because it could yeah. be backwards compatible. And then they phased it out in subsequent releases because not many people, because it, it didn't make a lot of sense. I've got a chunky original PS3 and it oh, plays, weirdly, sure. it plays PlayStation 1 games. Nice. But it doesn't play PlayStation 2 games. Mm. So, you know, I can play Mirai Man. I can play Miss yeah. Star Wars Episode 1 Jedi yeah. Power Battles. But, but, but it also goes back to you could you could make remasters of them you yes. can you could release that online with a with an inbuilt emulator and then make more money yeah i am a, a sucker for remasters oh yeah totally yeah. i i think uh but but going back to my point of um this is like one of the like the reason why i didn't get like a, a ps5 on release uh or pre-ordered on release was because i i genuinely I it was naive of me i just assumed that there was no backwards compatibility I was just like, oh, it's just new console generation, you know, because that's what I'm used to. That's what I'm used to as a gamer. Um, but like pretty much 99% of the games on PS4 work on the PS5. Mm-hmm. Um, that's insane to me. And I think that shows, same with Xbox as well. Um, although Xbox and Microsoft have, have done it for years now that, you know, you could you could do that with a lot of games. Yeah. Um, and Nintendo as well. Um, not with the latest console, but with, yeah, like I say, Wii and GameCube games. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of it just goes to show how, the, like, pe- like the gaming audience. You know, people are still going to be playing their PS4s for a while. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it's gonna, it's still going to be a luxury to have a PS5. You know, we had a, a console generation before this where we had a PS4 and a PS4 Pro and an Xbox and an Xbox One X. Yeah. Um, which still blows my mind because I have a base PS4, and that still like is mad to me that you can have separate tiers of performance for a games console. And I, I know, I, you know, PC games would probably say like, oh, well, that's just the state of PC gaming; it's ever constant. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's just mad to me. I, but I guess that's that's just what the market dictates, I suppose. What do you think in the next, let's say, five ten years for the games industry in general? Do you think the presence or the growth of something like VR will be the biggest shakeup? And do you think that'll, like you say, lead to a trickle down in like the relationship between consoles and PCs? In a way, because you've got the the VR stuff is most likened to PC, but then you've also got PSVR, which is the most sold VR mm. headset and the most commercially mm. successful. Mm. Um, yeah, why why Microsoft didn't haven't gone for the VR sort of side of things? I mean, you could argue because they they're Microsoft, they they make PCs, so they've they've got it they've got it on lock, um, but. Yeah, like. Do you reckon they get think, flashbacks of Connect? Well, that's what I was. That's what I was just about to bring up. Like <laughs> that Connect. I, I can't remember. Was Connect like a flop, or did that? Was that commercially successful? I think it was commercially successful, but if you play a Connect game and then you play a PlayStation Two iToy game from ten years earlier, the difference the iToy was much. The yeah, iToy yeah. was so much more responsive. And yeah, I don't hear anyone talk about Connect in like a positive tone. Right, right. I, I, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I never had a Connect as well, uh, so I, you know, I, I never really had that experience. But um, I, I mean, thinking about how like mobile games, like mobile games, really, you know, they they, they expanded the the player base for gaming at large. You know, with Angry Birds and. Um, <laughs> doodle jump and you know stuff like that like casual games yeah. um and you would hope and you would assume that like a certain percentage of that, that of people will transfer themselves and be like oh wow you know gaming is kind of uh you know it's not as difficult as I thought maybe i'll try x y and z maybe i'll try a playstation maybe i'll try you know playing on my my pc um vr can only go like that and vr can only add to that feeling of like oh wow I can play a game, you know, you know, it's not just sitting in front of a screen. It's all around me. And I, you know, I feel like I'm actually in this environment or whatever. Um, it can only, it can only push that so far. Um, I, I definitely think VR will, will shake up considerably, but it's not going to like, obviously people are still going to want to play the games with a game pad or with a, with a mouse or a keyboard. Um, but I, I do think like into interplay, and cross-play with people on VR. I mean, it happens already now, but we're going to, you know, in five, 10 years, we could see like Call of Duty being in VR and people playing online yeah. in a VR headset against people with mouse and keyboard. Now, one of the arguments uh, from like, 10 or 15 years ago about should PC players play with console players because the... You know, it's it's obvious that like PC is you 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 are more accurate playing FPS when you play PC, or yeah. you are probably better off playing um, 
racing games with a wheel, for instance. Um, so there's definitely going to be like preferred hardware, but um, definitely like being able to play in between. I think that that will hopefully become greater and greater specifically like against pc pc is such a big thing now especially with coronavirus more people are playing at home um i think it would just make more sense for ps4 and uh, for sony microsoft to link together have more you know make more of a competition against pc I'm very sorry that, you know, what started out as us talking about your gaming experience has been me going like, but the industry, Gus, in the next 10 no, years. No, no, lo- I'm loving this. It's just, uh, I hope there's um, not too much for you to edit because it's oh. been like nearly two hours. Yeah, don't worry oh, about my that. My voice is fucked. It's going to go your soon. Your voice has changed. So let's let's <clears throat> start turning it down. Let's get a bit okay. more personal towards the end again. All right, if I give you some questions about uh games of choice so like quick fire let's quick, do it let's go quick fire although they're not going to be quick fire because you're going to go oh um 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 all right all right wow i thought you were my friend <laughs> all right then that wasn't very communist of you go on gus give me what you think is uh your most underrated game or uh, just a game you think is very underrated uh yeah i much prefer that question because uh i'd have to come back and think about that um yeah. for most under- underrated I think, I think Onrush. When we mentioned that, that was really underrated. Um, although understandable, I think it, it, it's a it's a very niche kind of game, mixing uh, abilities and crashing compet- like competitive PvP with with PVE elements. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I feel like I should explain P- PvP player versus player, PvE player versus enemy. Uh, so PV is like against AI and bots and stuff. Um, what else? Underrated. Um, Brink. Oh, okay. Which I I didn't really have the best experience playing because I didn't because the 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 net code wasn't the best if I remember rightly, uh, at least in my experience and. Uh, yeah, and I just played with the bots and, and the 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 difficulty, like the, the the difficulty between the bots from like medium say to hard was insane. You wouldn't yeah. be able to finish the game uh going up from that. But I love the story and the art style. Um Brink was uh it, it was kind of pitched to this like as this next big multiplayer shooter. Um and it combined like all these different elements, like it had like some light parkour running um so you could traverse you know the environment you had um you had abilities and and like uh, specials kind of like team fortress 2 um and it had like an art style that was like like a much more mature much more high fidelity team fortress 2 it looked awesome um and the story as well like the world was it was basically set in this like uh dystopia of um of like the world like running out of fossil fuels and and people living in slums but also like these high 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 up like skyscrapers and stuff um yeah that was that that was really really fun um to get and play through the story even though it was kind of <clears throat> it didn't really follow through with a lot of its um it didn't really follow through as a multiplayer game as yeah. much as it could have um but that kind that kind of got shunned what is your favorite uh series of games what's your favorite franchise 
Oh, very nice. Uh, <laughs> favorite series of games. I I don't really. I I, I wouldn't say I have a, a favorite series of games. I, it used to be Assassin's Creed. Uh, during the Ezio storyline was insane. Uh, I I. I lapped that shit up, and you know that was that was back when I used to game, you know, more of a completionist, and I, I would like go find every feather and every viewpoint yeah. and stuff. Um, Assassin's Creed definitely was one for sure. Um, maybe GTA, mm-hmm. but I feel like Rockstar games have this like weird, like almost everyone's kind of played them, and it's its own very niche thing. They're um, so big that they don't feel like a franchise. Yeah, definitely. Um, what else? Probably, like, if you could call it a franchise, Alan Wake again, because uh, I loved American Nightmare, um, which was an Xbox Live Arcade game. It was, it was a much smaller game, but, um, like, the, it's 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 kind of change of focus from, like, the sort of Twin Peaks, Stephen King style to, like, more of a grindhouse, not yeah. grind, well, maybe grindhouse, but, like, 70s B-movie. I thought it was really, really cool. Um, maybe the F1 games as well, you know. I think I'm a big F1 fan, and the games uh, back before they were oh, the license was owned by Codemasters, and it was Sony Interactive who, who made the games. I loved them. And then when Codemasters brought it back, I, I you know, I, I consistently will try and buy them every year. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially the recent one, the recent Codemasters is, is so good. Uh, with the my team and creating your own team and developing your own sort of aerodynamics and and engine and stuff like that, really really cool. So yeah, probably them. Uh, I'm I'm sure. <laughs> I'm just realising. I'm sure. Like after I listen to this, I'm gonna be like, oh wait, I should have said this. Should have said, said this. Yeah, yeah. But those those are what's coming to mind. Uh, consequently, are there any <clears throat> franchises or series that you wish you had a better relationship with or could get into? Uh, Zelda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Final Fantasy, Zelda. Um, I uh, up until recently was Gran Turismo, but I've I've kind of played that because it got it was free for PS Plus. So, um, what else? Horror games, just any horror game. Uh, I uh, over the lockdown as well. I played Resident Evil Seven Village. I still really want to play that. Was it Village? No. no, that's the new one coming out. Oh, Hazard. Yes, Village is the new one. Um, yeah, it's it's not... So I, I've never played a Resident Evil game. And uh, yeah, and I, I, like, it is scary, don't get me wrong. But um, after I started watching speedrunners and, and watching uh, a particular speedrunner called Waifu, uh, speedrun Resident Evil, I was like, oh, so like, see, like it kind of seeing like how these games were before and seeing the similarities kind of like clicked in my head and I was like oh well it's just it's just that kind of game it's just a game with kind of inventory management and yada yada yada, other stuff um so since playing that like I've bought pretty much all of the Resident Evils up until Resident Evil 4 and now I'm gonna play through all of them yeah um so yeah a game series like that like horror like amnesia Dark Descent and the Machine for Pigs and Rebirth. I, I want to get through mm-hmm. um, Outlast. I need to, that's one that I've I've got, but I'm shit scared to play. Yeah. Um, if you could uh, bring back or yeah revive 
an old franchise or an old character or an old series or make a sequel to a game that you know flopped or whatever what would it be hmm. 13 because the remake was really bad apparently and i haven't played it and i haven't bought it but a really good remake of 13 would be cool it kind of it's set in like the 50s and and you you're basically framed for the murder of jfk uh and it, it, yeah it just had this really uh really cool vibe really fun like uh game mechanics you could pick up chairs and like knock people out from behind and stuff it was really cool um probably that i mean what else lego racer yeah. Lego Racer, but like, dude, right? The the building in Lego Racer, like building your car, I just remember being like, man, this is so sick. Like, I don't need Lego. I've got Lego Racer. Like, I was so pleased about these little cars that I made. Probably, well, actually, probably Split Second as well. We mentioned that before. Yeah. I fucking loved that game. Um, or Burnout Revenge. Now that's Get, a shout. Bring Burnout back. Bring Burnout back. Add, bring Burnout back, make it so that it's like Wreckfest, um, which is which is like a, a, a more recent game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, bring, in the, bring back the crashes and, and the puzzle element of that. Um, maybe make it like open world, kind of like Paradise, but with like more of a wider feeling world. And um, stuff in it. Customization, like Most Wanted. Need for Speed Most Wanted, um, killer soundtrack, and uh, yeah, yeah, I think we've done it. I think we cracked it. If you are, if you had to pick uh, one genre of game for the rest of your life, you could yeah to stick to that. Racing games. Racing games. Yeah. 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 As I, as we as I said before, the, the the level of escapism that I can get when I'm really focused on a track, really focused in the car. Or even just casually like playing like burnout or something like that. I I love and uh um yeah, I think like because with a good racing game, you there's no when you play it competitively, or or even just like you know, doing like time trials, like you just racing against yourself against your ghost, you you it it, it it's 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 such a fun thing to chase your own time and ch- and try and beat your own your your own time from before um yeah so like probably racing games i i could i could be on a desert island and yeah just have me some trap mania no food no water but i have an xbox and a tv so that's good there was no electricity electricity, but somehow my xbox is like so track mania yeah (laughs) that'd be so weird finally what do you think outside of stuff you've got to play for work obviously what's the game you think you've poured the most hours into ever oh that's a really good question because i've not really thought about that for ever um i don't know (laughs) (laughs) um no uh (laughs) most most hours i put in like maybe uh sega gt 2002 which was which was a which was a launch maybe i think it was a launch title for the xbox but it came as a dual disc and you got sega gt 2002 
and Jet Set Radio Future. Wow. Which is amazing. Yeah. Which is an amazing game. Um, I don't know if you can get that. That's the sequel to Jet Set Radio. Um, yeah. And you can get Jet Set Radio like on, on Steam or whatever, but you can't get Jet Set Radio Future. Um, that was a big game. Oh, I love that game. Um, but yeah, Save GT, um, it was like my Gran Turismo for me. And I, I, I just remember playing that and, um, yeah, getting really invested in that and like starting new saves and stuff. Um, what, I mean, <laughs> like a racer? No, <laughs> uh, I, put in a, I put in a fair few hours of that. Um, maybe a, another one from Xbox, uh, Days of Yore, but Blink's Time Sweeper which um, was uh, was a game, a collaboration, I can't remember the studio, but it was between a Japanese and an American studio. And it, it, it's got really weird, like, anime... It's like anime furries, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's like a puzzle... It's a, it's a, it's a third-person puzzle platformer, but what made it unique at the time was, like... Um, well, because of the hardware, because at the time PS PS2s had like the better, I think better GPU or better CPU. Xbox had the dedicated hard uh, hard drive, so it or RAM or whatever. Um, so it meant that it could use this this concept where Blinks, this little cat, has like this vacuum, and you suck up like. Um, like a barrel and then you fire it at um at enemies at like little like umpas uh what are they called like from mario uh goombas goombas that's it like they're like goomba looking things and you fire them at that but if you died then you could rewind and it would track all and it would it would rewind as part of um as part like all your actions that you did and you can press play from any point of that and like adjust your and just your play style and then there would be parts of the level that you could only do if you if you like open the gate and then rewound and then it would follow that ghost and you could play as your previous version of your of the player that's very it's cool. like play is play it is really cool um and yeah I, I, put, I poured in a lot of time into that man so probably those two probably yeah sega gt or or blinks that's all I've got. Outro yes. time. <laughs> Let's go. I need to rest my voice. Jesus Christ. I've not spoken this much in months. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, not hell yeah. The world is fucked. Yeah. Uh, uh, but honestly, Gus, I could probably talk to you about games all day. Same. Let's do this again sometime. Yeah, I'd love to come back on. And thanks for thanks for letting me ramble and being patient with me. No, it's uh, always a pleasure. It's always oh, thank a pleasure, you. Yes. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I've never heard that voice before. <laughs> thank you so much. Oh, thank, you. thank you. This has been my favourite. It's been my favourite as well. Oh, yes. Uh, do you want to, I, I don't know if you do, do you want to plug anything or your social media if anyone wants to follow you? If you No. You, yeah, not many people do, Gus. I was just wondering. 
don't know why it makes them very uncomfortable when I ask that question. But, you I, know. I love that Josh, he signed off his ones just like, I'm just living life, man. Yeah. <laughs> just living life. <laughs> um, no, I, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I have, uh, I mean, I have them. I'm not going to say them. <laughs> tell, tell people to go play a game then. T- tell them what game oh, yeah, they should go play. Um, uh, if if you care about me, you would play Alan Wake because it's really good. Or Mirror's Edge. I haven't even talked about Mirror's Edge on this podcast. Fuck. Um, uh, on Instagram, the name is uh, Gussie A. <laughs> G-U-S-S-Y-A. <laughs> um, I have Twitter. I don't use it. Um, <laughs> I keep going. You're doing so well, Gus. Keep going. Discord. Um, it's uh, my pictures of uh, a Goomba uh, mixed with that guy from Mulan, <laughs> and I have uh, Facebook as well. And it's not my full name. But if you find me on there, um, don't add me. Oh, right. Thanks, Gus. Uh, it's all right. Thank you, George. And as we always say, <gasps> bye. In case I don't see you. Oh my god. Good afternoon. Good evening. And good night. I fucking hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs>